Hey, it's Heather, and in this episode of Not Just Heather, we are joined by Bandrew Scott of the Podcasters YouTube channel, Geeks Rising Podcast Network, Bandrew Says Podcast, Bandrew Plays, and Watch Gastage Channels. We hope that you enjoy his stories that he has to share from his journey. Hey, Bandrew, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. It is amazing to have you here. You are one of my most important and memorable and amazing connections that I've made on my journey. Thank you and welcome. Thank you for having me. You're one of my most important connections as well. So thank you. No, <laughs> It started a long time ago. You gave me some great tips of things to check out and that led to a whole bunch of other connections too. Like you recommended Better Podcasting and I met Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer and Emily Prokop and that blew up and made heaps of other connections as well. And also an amazing community around podcastage in general in the comments on YouTube and and the Discord server and everything. It's been a whole incredible journey. It's It's been a wild one. But yeah, I remember recommending Better Podcasting. And then I think you joined the Discord. I remember we would always go and it was me, you, it was Emily, and we would always be in the Better Podcasting live stream chats. Yeah, <laughs> those were the good old days. Yeah, Better Podcasting has been... An amazing show. It's been such a great resource for me. I still learn from it. And I am sure that it it teaches so every single podcaster who is starting probably comes across it and they get their legs because of that show. It's amazing what they've done. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I would recommend it too. And I have done going forward after you recommended it to me. It is like a pay it forward thing to share that amazing resource with as many people as possible. And you've joined me for Sunshine Summits, the live stream events that I've hosted, which we did quite a few of those I'd, in general. <laughs> but thank you for being on those as well. And in March of 2018, we celebrated because 10 million views on podcastage on YouTube and 60,000 subs. And here we are in 2021. It's Yeah, it's been, it's been a wild journey on YouTube seeing the the growth. There, there's been some anomalous growth recently because a lot of people started working from home and they needed to find out what microphone they could use. So the growth that I saw is not normal and it's not going mm -hmm. to continue. But <laughs> yeah, it's been crazy and a ton of fun over the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved seeing that you have such an amazing, helpful resource in that it is to the point it is comparable and practical and none of the fluff and you're always always trying to make them better and more valuable and I don't know how you manage it but you do yeah it's it's just that I wanted to make videos that I wanted to watch or I guess offer the information that I couldn't find when I was researching stuff and as I do this more and more people ask me hey, what about this? How does it perform in this situation? And after somebody asks me that 10, 15, 20 times, I'll start to implement that test into my videos. And now it takes me <laughs> 10 hours to make a video when it used to take an hour. And maybe it's not the most fun. Maybe it's a bit tedious, but but I try to have fun with it. And and I think that shows. I think people see that I I... I do acknowledge that it is a little bit tedious, but I make jokes about it and try to lighten the mood a bit. Yeah, it's a lot of work and the result though pays off and you're always listening and taking in feedback, even though if they don't get immediately implemented, because I mean, that's a huge thing to try and change your workflow to add something else in. But you got to be honest about how much is involved in it for yourself and for anyone else. I mean... It's not easy. Yeah, but it's it's totally worth it. It's to sound like a cliche. It's it's a it's all worth it when somebody says this video helped me. No. It's all worth it. <laughs> but it is nice hearing that. It is. Oh, this video helped me. I bought this and then somebody left a comment. I got the microphone that you recommended and after that I started getting a bunch of voiceover work and I said, "I don't think we can attribute that to the microphone, but thank you anyways." <laughs> Yeah, it's like a stepping stone. They got the thing that they needed to make the thing with and then, wow, it took off. And it's just, that's awesome hearing that. 
the people's journeys that they take beyond just the video that you made, what they do with it. Yeah, that's the most exciting thing, I think. Mm -hmm. Actually seeing what people make with it. Yeah. Because that's what it's all about, buying all this gear. It's fun, yeah, looking at gear. Oh, what's the next shiny new thing? But the only reason that any of us get the gear is to make something. So seeing what people make with the thing that they get is what's really cool about it. I do have a chuckle when I see the people who say that they now collect too many things. Yeah. <laughs> I've got gear acquisition syndrome. But, I mean, it's amongst friends we can have a laugh about that. And like you always say, so long as you don't put yourself into debt doing anything, that's the main thing. Yes, yeah, as, as long as it's a responsible habit, then yes. <laughs> and I'm talking about microphones, everybody. If, if it's a responsible gear addiction, sure. Mm-hmm. If you don't if you don't rack up the credit card debt to to buy every new audio interface and every new mic, you're good. Yeah. And while the comment section is quite helpful, there are amazing people who respond in there and generally that community has been good. I'm sure there have been the not good ones, but they kind of trickle over into Discord and that will be four years old this September of twenty twenty one. That is wild. I remember somebody on Twitter suggested you should start a a Discord. And I said, I have no idea what that is, but okay. And I started it. And within the first week, I think there was maybe 15, 20 people. But it was so exciting having this place where all of us could talk about audio gear and jump in a voice chat. And we all sounded good. And that started to amaze me because I would branch out and check a bunch of other Discord servers and sneak into some voice chats. And I got to say... <laughs> Some of them don't sound very good. So so we take pride in our Discord server about sounding as good as we can. And it's a ton of fun. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's been an amazing place to be a part of. I love the sort of divergent connections that people make there with all of the other different topics and interests they have. There's people from all walks of life, like I've said before, and an amalgamation of them coming together for this one thing that they've looked at, audio gear, found your videos, and then come to be a part of the community. It's, wow, it's my, has been my favorite place on the internet. Yeah, right there with you. It's, it's one of my, I don't like the term safe space, but it's one of my safe spaces. Mm -hmm. It's where I can go and just talk about anything and hang out with people who share a lot of similar interests, which has been nice. And it was really beneficial for me right at the beginning of March 2020 when the mm -hmm. lockdown started to happen. I saw a bunch of people not handling lockdown well, but I was I was handling it fairly well at that point because I was just now I get to hang out in Discord longer <laughs> with all <laughs> of these people that I like. Woe is me. This is terrible. And it was a it it was really nice hanging out with them. So it helped me a ton. The one thing you got to do is the Discord can be a little bit of a trap because you can spend too much time in there. Yes, you can. I had to take it off of my phone and my iPad and only sign on when when I'm when I want to spend a few hours there. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be on all day long. Yeah, I love that. It's uh, I just enjoy the whole platform in general really how they've got it and i hope it continues to be awesome in the future another milestone thing because that is my thing that i like to do is celebrate all the things <laughs> in october so just after september's discord anniversary it'll be three years of youtube memberships that's crazy as well. i can't believe that just having a place to be able to support you in that way has been i've enjoyed that opportunity well thank you very much that does mean a lot and on the more recent uh, things to celebrate. I've been part of the Geeks Rising Network with you for about two years, and it is such a meaningful space for me. It is my safe space to talk about safe spaces. <laughs> you are all like extended family and so supportive, and thank you for your time there and for inviting me to be a part of it. It's absolutely my pleasure to have you as a part of it. You're one of my favorite people that I know, so it's it's always... A blast. It's always an honor to get to hang out with you. And being that we're part of the same podcast network, we get to hang out more. And how could I not like that? How could I not ask you to be a part of it? I love the whole premise behind Geeks Rising, though. That's why I was passionate about it before you invited me to be a part of it. I love the idea of people uplifting others, sharing what they know, their expertise, their passions, and 
helping others. That's essentially what I get from Geeks Rising. Yeah, that's the that's the goal behind the entire thing, just to hopefully provide a a new perspective. Maybe people didn't know there was a podcast about Tourette's syndrome. Well, there's Geeks Rising, and then they find out about it, and then they learn about TS, mm-hmm. and now they have a different view of the world. And that's just an amazing thing to be able to do. And I'm just, I'm glad, or I am maybe not glad, I am grateful, honored. Mm -hmm. I don't know the proper terminology. I don't know what words I can put to it to be associated with such amazing people who have these experiences who are willing to share them. So it's, it's just amazing to be able to be associated with, with all of you. So that's, that's the goal behind it. And it's, it's amazing that people are on board with it and are doing such amazing things. It's very cool. It's amazing to have those connections with Ben and Ducky and Logan, Malcolm, Zach and Cody. Geeks Rising is an amazing place. There's amazing people part of it. And we're all doing very different things. And I love that we can come together to share those things and share them with the world. And we've done some awesome other things together, like the Favorites series, Geeks Rising live streams, live stream for the Cure and International Podcast Day. And it's been really neat sort of developing the community of Geeks Rising that other people see, not just with uh, with each other. Yeah, that's that's something that that I've wanted to focus on more because there are such amazing people that are a part of the network. I want to focus on growing the awareness of it so that there may be more of an organic discovery of the people that are a part of it, but also find people who are excited about the same stuff and develop an actual community around the the podcast network other than the members of the podcast network, which I think will be really fun mm-hmm. to see. Yeah, I've been there from not the beginning of your journey, but since mid-2017. And in the, those years, I've watched your incredible growth journey of growth and the development of your content, the community, Geeks Rising. And I am so proud of how far you've come and all the things that you're doing, that you're creating, your resilience despite it all, your honesty when it's not going so great, and the tips that you share, which are kind of like self-reminders, but also very valuable for people who might need to hear those messages when you share them on social media. And if I just get to watch from the sideline for the rest of your content creation days, I'll be happy. Well, I hope you don't just get to watch from the sidelines. (laughs) That would be boring. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but thank you that that that's very kind of you to say. It's uh it's as you said a lot of the the tips and tricks that I share or maybe more of the life advice that I share is more of a message to myself. <laughs> it's a reminder mm-hmm. to me, hey, don't go into debt to buy stuff. Hey, you can sign off the internet. Hey, the internet's not the best place to be all the time. Go outside for a walk. These reminders, they may be helpful for other people, but it's me sharing the things that I need to learn as well. And and I hope it does help some folks. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it does. It's always nice to see your advice and have that extra outside of the videos that you do. And remember, everybody, to turn your headphones down. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's something that I need to actually schedule every six months or so because as somebody who used to play in a band i know that oh it's not cool you're not cool if you're wearing earplugs at a concert oh you're not cool if you're not listening to your music loud well you know what's not cool being deaf by the time you're 40 yeah by destroying your hearing (laughs) exactly by blasting the your headphones so loud that you are not able to enjoy the same things that you did enjoy. So you may not enjoy it as much. You may not get that same exciting punch when you crank up your headphones, when you turn them down a little bit, but you'll be able to enjoy your music and your podcasts a little bit longer. And and I think that's an important message out there. Absolutely. So on that note, the deep, dark question, maybe. What is audio for you? I think it's a way to communicate ideas, whether it be artistic ideas, whether it be informational ideas. 
it's just a way of conveying information. And I think that is, I would say, one of the most important, import, important, important ways to convey information. I could watch a video and if the audio is bad, I'm going to shut it off. Mm-hmm. But if I'm watching a video and the video is bad, but the audio is great, I'll still go ahead and watch it because the majority of the information that is being conveyed is typically through the audio. So in my opinion, it's it's an, a very effective way to communicate ideas. That's awesome. I personally love that with podcasting, for example, you can use audio to share your things whichever way that you want. There's a lot of creative freedom in that. So what inspires you in audio? Listening to to music does help a lot, but listening to other people's podcasts and listening to their experiences, whatever they're experts in, or I have found a lot of joy in just going out without headphones in, without listening to anything. And actually focusing on the sounds that are going on around me mm-hmm. and trying to determine where they're coming from, what's making the noise. Is there anything really strange happening based on the sound? What is it? And that's it's not really an exercise. It's just a break because I try to I try to consume too much. Mm-hmm. I'll listen to podcasts all day. I'll listen to music all day. I'll listen to YouTube videos all day. And then taking that break can be nice. Yeah. But it's also this new experience. Experiencing the world. I know that's <laughs> like something people have been doing for, I don't know, millions of years. But I am just discovering it. And that means it's important now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that you can get carried away and we can forget to tune into the world around us. Like you can, when you're not, actively concentrating on it or actively making time for that you can let it pass you by because i mean you're focusing on all these other things and really tuning into listening for example is a skill (laughs) it's not easy it's not easy to have the patience to to sit there and have a listen and think about what is happening so yeah absolutely and once you develop that skill it's hard to shut it off once you start to (laughs) to listen really critically to stuff you find yourself listening critically to everything and there have been a couple of audiobooks that I've purchased and said, I cannot listen to this. I will not listen mm-hmm. to this. <laughs> the majority of them are pretty good, though. That's good. I've noticed that I do the same thing with other sounds <laughs> that I hear, and it makes it very hard to manage <laughs> with sounds that I can't have any control over. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> do things in like, because you're primarily audio gear, which is tech-related, what kind of things inspire you in that realm? Seeing new mics come out, seeing... The development in audio tech, that kind of thing? As far as inspiration, I guess a lot of that does come from the audience, from people who or maybe are a part of the community who leave comments or are in the Discord and say, you need to check this out. Mm -hmm. Here's why you need to check this out. And that gets me excited about the piece of gear. And then I have to say, don't spend $2,000 on a microphone right now. Don't do it. And then they hound me and then I do it and then I use it and I love it and I make a video about it. That's one of the the big inspirations, but also finding new ways to provide useful information and new ways to provide value to people. On my podcast, I started using the mics that I'm going to review because that gives people more information about microphones. Mm-hmm. It lets them hear it in longer form content. I started reading Grimm's fairy tales, short stories, because it's first off copyright free and public domain. So I'm not going to get sued. But it also gives me another opportunity to use the mics that I'm talking about. And I think that offers value as well. Same thing with the Bandrew Plays channel. That's because I love music. That's why it started. But I got, I fell off the train a little bit there and stopped making stuff. And then I realized I have all these amazing microphones and I'm not using them. I'm going to, for a while, I was forcing myself to put out a video every single week. And that gave me a lot more insight into these microphones, using Mm -hmm. them and trying to produce a full song with them gives you a lot more insight to them than 
just doing a, a spoken word test like I like I do sometimes. That's amazing. Also incredible that you managed to make all the things that you do in the frequency or quantity of the things that you make. But that's really, really awesome to hear that you're inspired by the community and what they suggest or looking to make and share things with more value. That's awesome. Are there things that you're seeing in other content creators that help inspiring you? Maybe not directly, but definitely indirectly, because I watch pretty much every content creator that I come across or interact (laughs) with, or at least I try to. Mm -hmm. And through that, it's just through viewing them. It has to, through osmosis, I have to adopt some things that they're doing, whether it be a content creator that does an amazing job with thumbnails and titles. Okay, well, how can I implement that? Or what Mm -hmm. can I do to achieve a similar effect, but still maintain my approach? What can I do in that sense? So it's not directly, but indirectly. I think pretty much everybody that I watch does inspire me and does provide additional guidance, I guess, in my journey. They just don't know it. So thank you, (laughs) all content creators out there, because without you, I would be nowhere. (laughs) Oh. And he watches all of you. So it's all, all of them. You. Every, every content creator on the internet, I watch you. I watch you and I saw what you did. You should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, I've watched your journey from the mid to late BSP, Bandry Says Podcast episodes. How would you describe the development of the BSP to what it is now? It's really what interests me at the time. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been a a tremendous change in the focus. The relaunch after the first eight episodes, which will we will not discuss because the government told me to shut my mouth about it. But starting in episode nine, it was more general tech news talking about stuff that interested me. Oh, a new computer. Oh, a new phone. Cool, cool, cool. But as I became disenchanted with the, the tech or maybe not disenchanted with the tech, but less interested in upgrading every single year because I I viewed that as a little bit wasteful. I started to focus more on the news that affects content creators because that's what I personally pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really see too many creators out there, too many people talking about it and trying to analyze it in a relatively unbiased way. I still, I'm, I know everybody has a bias, so I'm not going to say I'm completely unbiased. I try to approach the news in some way that may be in the, the best faith that I can manage. So that's what I try to do now because that's what interests me. And I, that's what, again, what I think may end up helping people. I guess my mom was right when she said that, hey, you should try teaching or my dad. Hey, you should try teaching. And I said, no, I don't want to be a teacher. But apparently it's something that I kind of (laughs) like. They were right. Dang it. Parents, man. (laughs) I know. They just don't understand. Except they totally do. (laughs) They got it right. Uh, I wanted to say something like, don't you know? Don't you know? (laughs) Oh, yeah, Bobby, don't you know? That's it. (laughs) My little Bobby. Anyway, so how do you prepare for the Bandresist podcast? There are a couple of tech news websites that I follow their RSS feeds on, Mm -hmm. and I look at an RSS reader every single week. But I will also check the YouTube blog. I will check Twitter to see if there's any news there from Twitter itself. I'll look for the Twitch blog and see if there's any official announcements from them. And then I just try to, this may not be healthy, but I look at the worst case scenario of the announcements because (laughs) most of the announcements are negative. Mm -hmm. It's, it's something that, or maybe I shouldn't say negative. It's, it's a change to the system. It's a change to the status quo. And I understand that change is terrifying so while I'm preparing, I'll look at the news and I'll think, okay, how could this be the worst outcome? Okay, how could it be the best outcome? And then I try to look at it from both extremes and find out what's the most likely, but also provide both 
best and worst case scenarios and explain how both of them would affect you. If it's the worst case scenario, what can you do to prepare and mitigate that danger? But if it's the best, how can you capitalize on that and gain benefit from it? I know that that's one thing that I love about it. And I've had people share feedback about that they're listening to the BSP and how the way that you present it with a fairly well-balanced, level-headed, though you might still have your bias, I mean, you do a really good job at sharing things from both sides. It's noticeable. Well, that's very good to hear because sometimes before I hit publish, I think people are going to hate me after this one. <laughs> and and after a couple of those, you do start to not care as much and you start to say, well, I guess people are going to hate me. Let's Let's enjoy it. Let's see what kind of mean things people can say this week. And you start to, to get some fun out of the, the mean things. If you haven't had some hate stuff, you haven't made it? No, I don't really Yeah, so something like that. that. That's, I think they say something like that. Jeez. Sorry. I'm a terrible hostess today. No, that, no that's amazing. Uh, in all honesty, I love everything that you do. But you do a lot of things. And I take my hat off to you because I don't know how you do it. I can't do it. And I know that it's hard and it's not easy despite all of the things that you've got going on. So thank you first for all of the effort and time that you put into making all of these things for us. And I know that you'd get something out of them for you as well. But what challenges have you faced with creating all of the various types of things and how have you overcome those? The biggest one is time, Mm -hmm. but also motivation and it's incredibly unhealthy, my work-life balance, because I I have no social life. It is just content creation and then watching movies or listening to music on occasion. But most of it is content creation. That's how I do it. It's having no social life. And the motivation thing, it's I'll get done with a stressful day at work and say, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to film another mic review. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, why would I not make one? What else am I going to do? What else am I going to do that's <laughs> of any value? <laughs> Sit on my butt and eat popcorn? What am I? No, I'm not going to do. I'm going to I'm going to force myself to make the video. It's it's not healthy. If there are any therapists, call me. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say that's the biggest hurdle actually forcing myself to make stuff when I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And once I actually begin making it, then I then I actually get into it and I enjoy making it. But that initial push, I'm sure it's the same with everything. If I exercised, I'm sure it would be the same thing. <laughs> oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I don't want to go to the gym. But then when you go to the gym, you feel good. You feel better. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make a video today. But when I force myself to start making the video, I have fun with it. So that is how I overcome that and don't follow my example <laughs> because it is not good not having a social life and spending all of your time on this stuff. But gosh darn it, if it isn't fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's something. <laughs> it isn't healthy to have such, you know, an unbalanced way of doing things. And does it come from like a commitment to the thing that you started to? Like, is there, do you have that external drive thing for the fact that you've been doing it this long now to not do it anymore or you just still want to give that value to people all all yeah it's (laughs) so it's absolutely there's this drive that first off if somebody said it was a dumb idea i feel like i still have to prove them wrong and say neener neener told you it wasn't a dumb idea (laughs) shove your face in that secondly it's the Oh, there's a strain, there's a, this, not a goal, but this consistency that I've hit. I'm not going to give up now. Why would I give up now? I'm at 250. I can't quit the podcast. I'm almost at 300 in a year. I can't (laughs) stop. I'm going to be at a thousand in seven years. How could, or 14 years? How can I stop now? It's, it's that, but also, like you said, it is the, the desire to hopefully provide value and, hopefully, ultimately make the world a slightly better place. I have no false delusions that what I'm doing is like <laughs> is changing the world and, and making it an actively better place. Like people who 
donate all their all their time to charity or work in Greenpeace or go build buildings somewhere where they they don't have the resources, the finances or the time. I have no delusions there, but I do like to think that I am helping people share their ideas and maybe share a story that will maybe have an impact on somebody. And for a lot of people, having that voice is really important to them. And I think that's something that I might be able to add, just provide a little bit of guidance and maybe inspiration, maybe a little bit of push for somebody to actually go out there and share their story, share their voice and share what they're passionate about. That is amazing. I know that for me, when watching your videos, I loved them just because they were concise and I could get the information that I wanted without being bombarded by an unboxing for 10 minutes that had nothing about the mic that I wanted to buy or hear from. And just that in and of itself saved me so much time. And I know that I've seen that a lot in your comments that you've saved people time. You've helped them make decisions that are, they've done research and whatever and been able to make a decision. And then the people who come together for the community and they might just, you don't know the full impact of their benefit from being a part of or just making time to watch your videos, for example. It might be someone's thing that they do because they don't have a social life either. And I don't mean to put that on the community, but I'm just saying like <laughs> there's so many other extra benefits from it. And I love that you get to hear from the people because you've got a very active comment section, but also the community itself and Discord and stuff. And I, I hope that feedback loop helps a little bit to help you see the value in what you do. Oh, the the Discord server and the tweets and the comments are amazing. Mm -hmm. the The Discord server is... As I said, one of my favorite places on the internet, I I have actual very good friends that I met on the Discord that I love spending time with, that I love talking to. Of course, it is all spending time digitally. And maybe people will say, so you do have a social life. And touche. I guess I do. It is just a <laughs> digital social life. And it's with people who... I'm not forced to hang out with because they're the ones who are near me. They're people that I have actually chosen to spend time with because I find them interesting. So so to all those who said, yeah, Bandra, you don't have a social life. Well, my social life's better than yours. <laughs> it went from this really positive thing to this mean-spirited thing. <laughs> I'm just having fun. <laughs> I'm sure your social life is amazing. <laughs> Boy, like throwing shade on IRL connections. That's good. That's so good. Oh, God. And also, let's turn it back into a positive. We were all ready for the lockdown because we were already digital connections and hanging out online <laughs> exactly exactly that's why the why in march it wasn't this big shock to me we've talked about that you've got all of these amazing things and you've got passions about music and now or more recently watches and you've started sharing your journey of being a hobby watch enthusiast which has been really interesting and a lot of fun to see yeah that was one that i was shocked by I was even shocked by my interest in them. Okay. And it was all because of YouTube. YouTube started recommending me watch videos, and I started watching those videos. And I realized that I found the the design and the mechanics that go into the watch very interesting. But also, it my first big watch purchase was a mechanical watch that you have to hand wind. Mm -hmm. And that was a very intentional purchase because I was getting so sucked into the the doom that the news was putting out around April, May 2020. And I was viewing it all day, every day, waking up, watching it and having this tiny little device that you have to hand wind every single morning was this daily reminder to slow down. It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Slow down, sit down, wind the watch while you look at it, take a sip of coffee, look out the window, look at the sunrise. You're going to be fine. So it was a therapeutic thing. And that really solidified my 
love of them. And it's it's become another very unhealthy habit, just like <laughs> microphones <laughs> since then. But it has been a lot of fun making videos, documenting my experience with them and making it abundantly clear. I'm not a watch expert. I'm just a dope who likes these things. And I'm going to share share my experience because that's fun, too. Yeah. And the stories of other people's watches, too. Like, I loved the one we did where you kind of went through a collection, some of your watches in your collection and the, a bit of the story behind them. In the Discord, people shared watches that they're currently wearing or a story. And it made me go and look for one that I had when I was younger, which was like a learn-to-tell-the-time watch. So it had like the past on one side and two on the other side and, you know, the little 5, 10, 20, whatever mm-hmm. segments on it to help you learn analog time. And that's incredible. And I love sharing those experiences and hearing from other people and seeing fancy watch pictures, which are very hard to take nice angles of wrists, but they <laughs> all do so well. Yeah. It, I, I think that is a really interesting thing there. Hearing people's stories about items that a lot of people have, especially when they come from different areas of the world, you get to hear different stories from all over the world. And then you have this similar, you have this tie to them because you have similarities between your stories. And it makes the world seem a little bit smaller and a little bit nicer. Because, hey, I I have the same experience as somebody across the world. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just really neat. So you have Watchcastage, which is where you're sharing that watch journey. You've got the Bandrew Says podcast. You've got Bandrew Plays, which we briefly touched on. I love that channel because I've loved seeing you explore music. I enjoyed watching your Twitch streams, which feels like a lifetime ago. And I'm not saying that I want them back. I'm just saying that I used to wake up stupidly earlier in the morning to watch them because that's what time you were streaming being here in New Zealand. And it was an amazing way to start my day with the sun rising and you like working on something, some music that you were playing. But I love the journey that you're going there on that channel as well. And you've got made some songs that I love listening to and are on my playlist on rotation frequently. Thanks. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting channel for me because I don't when I started it, I had no desire and I still have no desire for it to get popular. I don't care about that. It is solely a creative outlet for me, something for me to have fun. Yeah, I may use microphones to get experience with them, but it's because I want to make music. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to set a release schedule and stick to it stringently and say, I'm going to put out this type of video on this day because it gets growth or because it's popular. It's it's going to be because I have fun with it. And, and that's, I think that's the way it will always be, <laughs> just putting out stuff that I think is interesting. But thank you very much. That's very kind of you to say. You're welcome. I I mean, I benefit from your efforts, so it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) But not only that, though, you've always been a proponent of having a home for all the things that you create, a way for people to make connections with the things that you make, but the importance of having your own space to do that, which could be probably having your own website for it. And you've got individual ones for your specific projects. And I think your catch-all is bandrewscott.com. Yeah. yeah. Bandrewscott.com is the the aggregator of everything. And I have links to everything. I have links to my social media because I have this this aversion to promoting other people's stuff <laughs> in the sense that not other people's stuff. I mean more platforms. Platforms, yeah. Platforms and massive multinational corporations that have billions of dollars, they can pay for their own marketing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to I'm not going to market for, well, maybe YouTube because I do love YouTube, but Twitter, not a chance. Facebook, <laughs> when hell freezes over. TikTok, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so <laughs> for them, I'm not going to promote them. I'm going to say, hey, go check out my website. And I think Everybody who is a content creator should at least consider that because that's one thing that can't really be taken away from you. I'm sure through a series of hoops, it could be taken away from you, but it would be significantly more difficult 
to be taken away from you. You also have the freedom of how you share the thing on the website that you make, for example, so you're not limited or bound to the platform format of some other platform, which is one thing if you're if that's important to you. But I love that you do that. I love that you share that as a thing that should could should be important, I guess. And this project, Just Heathers, is my catch-all for a creative outlet. And it's been hugely freeing, hugely freeing to have something that is not... Like, I know people go on about, like, you can't have mixed stuff on one thing, so you should probably separate. Like, if you've got a YouTube channel for gaming, that should be separate from a podcast one, because then people know what content they're coming to when they go to those things. But having a home for it... <laughs> where all of that stuff can be so people can find it easily when they go looking for what you do is helpful. And just, I found it really freeing. Yeah, that's a that's a great perspective that I hadn't considered because that is 100% a thing. You you develop these these followers based on a niche. And if you put anything out outside of that niche, they don't click it, they don't look at it. And then you think, oh no, everything's going to, everything I've worked for is going to fall apart. But with a website, it's, I'm going to post what I want. I don't have to worry about algorithms. I don't have to worry about any of that. I'm just going to post what I like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and absolutely, that's a great point. But I got that from seeing what you do. So if you hadn't considered it, it still had a roll-on effect anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned a lot from you in the last few years, just watching how you do things and the care and attention and dedication you put into everything, you inspire me every day, even if we don't get to chat or whatever. It's just knowing that you're there and our friendship, but also what you're working on, all of the things inspire me. How are you doing? <laughs> we talked about Discord helping you get through, but how are you doing and what are you working on at the moment? I am doing about as well as you would expect somebody be to be doing. After essentially being locked inside for a year, mm -hmm. <laughs> I tried to use that time as productively as possible to maintain some sanity. There were some things that I was shocked. I realized I didn't know how to write cursive anymore. And I figured this is a dumb little thing. I'm going to relearn how to write in cursive. So while I was locked down, I relearned how to write in cursive. I also realized I wasn't practicing the guitar. So I started practicing the guitar, trying to do it every single day. Mm -hmm. It took then it took me a while, but eventually I realized, oh, I'm getting really fat. It's starting to get to me and I don't go outside. So I've started to try to walk. If I'm able to get away from work for 30 minutes, I try to go for a walk in the morning every single day to get out of my home and mm -hmm. get some air <laughs> and yeah. maybe get some vitamin D because apparently <laughs> that's really important, too. So about as good as I could be doing, but trying to use the time that I have as productively as possible and also re really getting back into escapism, <laughs> another unhealthy habit. But I have been trying to get back into reading a lot more and <laughs> it's it's really I don't know if you found this, but I have found it to be 10 times more effective as an escape than watching something. Yes, 100%. I have read more books this year than movies I watched in 2020 or before that, I think, in one sitting. Because I, I like that. So do you read digital books or physical books or both? I, I have a Kindle. I have mm -hmm. the digital books. I can't pick it up and read it. It it just feels too much like an iPad. Yeah, it's too distracting. I I have the physical books now, and and there's something about the smell of them. There's something about the texture of them. There's something about not having the worry about connecting to some cloud to download something, or a license getting revoked, or a battery dying. It's mm -hmm. the book is there. Yeah, and it works. I love that too. I love the physical book. I can't. I spend too much time on screens as it is, and it's like another screen, so it's not that separatism, but picking up a book, you're physically touching the pages and the covers and holding it, and you feel the weight of it in your hands, and 
the pages seem easier to read than a screen. It's less eye fatigue for me anyway. And I've read a lot of books and I have a lot of books because I like collecting them and I find sales because I don't want to go into debt buying books (laughs) 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 because that would happen. Yeah. And so I had all these books and I'm like, hey, I like reading and I've got all these books here. I should make the most of that. And I have done a whole thing of rediscovering the things that I enjoy that I have without actually going and buying more books and stuff. But the things that I have sitting on my shelf the things that I have sitting on my shelf for ages, I'm reconnecting with those, and it's been amazing. Same. Yay. It, the the book that I just started reading, it's a book that has been sitting on my shelf for five or six years. And it's a book that I have always wanted to read because I am into paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's called Communion. It's about a guy who was abducted, or he claims he was abducted. And it's it was a New York Times bestseller in the 80s, I guess. And it's <laughs> really intense and very good. and. I have been doing the same thing, trying to not go out and buy stuff. I I looked at my shelves and I realized I could not buy DVDs, music, books for 10 years and I would never run out of stuff to watch, listen to or read. So I'm going to work through that as opposed to continuously buying more and more stuff. And and it's really fun. I, I reread the first Harry Potter and that was incredibly therapeutic, incredibly therapeutic and so much fun. Cool. If anybody listening has not read Harry Potter or you haven't read it in a while, 100% recommend it. It was <laughs> it was exactly the type of escapism that I needed. That's cool. I love that. I've been reading a lot of science fiction books like Space Adventures, which is kind of, I don't know whether that's a subliminal psychological thing of (laughs) wanting to escape this planet and move on but um space adventures have been my thing trips to mars and all of those kind of things they've been a lot of fun escapism having that activity that takes you away from the screens to another place even you might take the book to the couch or some i don't know somewhere else in your house then you might take a screen and like i have vinyl records that i have sitting on the shelf too and the art of putting one of those on there's a whole process to it and i love that because everything is too available i've found more so from 2020 onwards that everything is too overwhelming there's too much going on and to kind of pull that back and be very selective about the things that i consume yeah absolutely that's a lot of i wouldn't say a lot of enjoyment gets lost but a lot of the experience is diminished i would say Mm -hmm. by having everything at your fingertips all the time because if you could just if you put on spotify on shuffle i don't like this song skip i don't like this song skip (laughs) if you put on a record and make the decision to put that on you're gonna sit down on your couch you're gonna say i'm not gonna want to walk over there and move pick up the needle move it over oh no i didn't hit it just right okay pick it up move it you're not gonna do that you're just gonna sit down and listen to it and enjoy it and that's something that that I think is getting lost. And it's nice to to revisit that world every once in a while. Yeah. I did have a question that I might want to throw somewhere back in when we were talking about social media, if that's okay. Yeah. And it was about how you manage social media. Because for me, I find it too overwhelming. There's too many connections to be made. I don't like sharing anything because I have a very, very big problem with my self-esteem and not feeling that I have anything valuable to share, which is ridiculous, but that's how I feel. So it's very hard to overcome that. So how do you manage that? Because like recently I have, I've been following people on stuff, whatever social media platform for a while. And some people I interact with and people notice that I interact with more people than other people just because it's easy i guess or familiar but i've been trying really hard to make proper real connections with people that i've been following who i'm interested in and who have wonderful things that they're just sharing they don't have to be content creators but just people so that i am not just following and but not in a not in an overly exhausting way but just trying to make more real connections yeah as far as managing it i have no idea i have no idea I don't view social media as I used to. I used to view social media as this big thing. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure everything is amazing. I need to make sure every post is the most valuable thing out there. And then I just realized it's Twitter. Who cares? (laughs) It's Twitter. It's the cesspool of the Internet. 
Nobody takes Twitter seriously. I'm going to post whatever I want there. And most of what I post is I try to make it at least somewhat interesting. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times I'll, if I'm sharing a, a video, a link to a video, I won't just share the link. I'll post a clip from the video that I think is humorous or maybe insightful or maybe helpful and try to make it interesting for the person who may stumble across it. But I don't take any of it seriously. I just try to have a little bit of fun with it because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's Twitter. <laughs> if Twitter disappeared tomorrow, the world would be a better place. <laughs> no offense, Jack Dorsey. <laughs> it also wouldn't end like some people think it would. I mean. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The The world would keep on turning if Twitter and Facebook disappeared tomorrow. If YouTube disappeared, I don't know. I don't think the world would keep on turning. So, okay. The exception. The exception is YouTube. But not really. If Discord disappeared, I'd be severely at a loss because I unfortunately have put, unfortunately, I don't know, I've put a lot of eggs in that basket of connections that I have and how I keep in touch with people. And so I would be deeply upset about it. Uh, but on the flip side, I could happily run away and not have anything to do with the internet. And yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm in the exact same boat. If Discord disappeared, especially during, I think I'm still locked down. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> but if Discord disappeared, I, I would I would be crazy within a week. But at the same time, like you said, I could, I could totally see myself being that crazy person who lives in a cabin in the woods and just comes down once a month to get groceries. And they say, oh, that's that crazy old man who lives up there in the in the woods and and talks to squirrels <laughs> with his U87. <laughs> with his U87. Yeah. <laughs> Best sounding crazy person we've ever encountered. Ah, oh, that's amazing. On that note, we've just talked about connections and kind of thrown shade at it, but how, how can everyone connect with the things that you make? We've talked about them slightly, but yeah, where are they? The best place is just bandrewscott.com, and then I have links to everything else I work on. And then there's geeksrising.com. That's the podcast network with all these amazing shows. Go check that out. And podcastage.com. I think that that about wraps it up. That's all I got as far as, as links and connecting and hanging out. And then you can find everything else and you can find ways to harass me and send me tweets and and dibbly dobs and whoosie whatsies and whatever you want. <laughs> well, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for being here. And beyond all of that, just thank you for being an amazing friend. Right back at you. Thank you so much, Heather, for all that you do. You are an amazing inspiration and an even better friend. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Bandrew, for sharing your time with me to have this conversation. And thank you, listener, for listening and sharing your feedback. We would love to hear from you. If you have a connection with Bandrew or you find one after listening, please share them with us. And if there's someone you know who might benefit from discovering more about Bandrew, we would love you to share it with them too. All of the details of this episode can be found at justheathers.com forward slash guests. Until next time. <laughs>